And when you fast, don't make it obvious, as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face, then no one will notice that you are fasting except your Father, who knows what you do in private, and your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. Well, I was going to preach on fasting, but after the video... <laughs> you know, I've been in church a very long time. Where's Roger? How long? Near, nearly a hundred years. Now on to a hundred years. Anyway. I grew up in church. I've heard thousands of sermons. A few good ones, but thousands of sermons. And until recently, I had never heard a sermon on fasting. That just seems odd to me. And yet, we're in a series on 40 days of prayer, and in the Bible, prayer and fasting seem to go hand in hand. So why is there not more preaching about fasting? Maybe the video actually tells more of the truth than we would like to admit. Our attitude about fasting is that it's either ridiculous or overly religious, and it does not apply to me. And yet the Bible is so clear about fasting, and, and that term fasting, I, I've titled the message, Deprive Yourself. Now, Macy, I actually started to, to entitle it, Go Ahead, Beat Yourself Down. Now, not beat yourself up, but beat yourself down. Because, in fact, some translations in the Old Testament, when it talks about fasting, it uses the term, in some verses, deprive yourself. Deprive yourself. Because that's really what fasting is all about. The, the word fasting is a unique word in the English language. And we think we know what it means when we hear and we always apply it to food and food alone. alone. And that's not really the, what it's all about. It's not just about food. A uh, witness in the video, funniest part of the video was the guy and his phone. Some of us could do without food, but we are not going to make it without our cell phone. Well, the idea of fasting is to deprive yourself. Now... In the Bible, the, the Bible talks about fasting and, and it makes it a very important part of the life of a believer. Moses fasted before he received the Ten Commandments. David fasted in mourning and in repentance leading up to the death of his child with Bathsheba. Esther fasted before going before the king to win deliverance of the Jews, knowing that if that did not go well, it would mean her death. And so she fasted and prayed. Daniel fasted and prayed for God's mercy 
on his nation. Now that's a lot of Old Testament examples. And unfortunately, Corey, we think it's just an Old Testament practice that has nothing to do with us. But Jesus said we should fast. He says, now, John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and the people came and said to him, why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Now, by the way, that's not the final verse, and I'm going to read the rest in just a minute. But I'm afraid that that same accusation might be leveled against us. I am not going to ask you to raise your hand if you've never fasted because I have an idea what the response would be. We just don't teach the principle. And somebody might say, why do, other, why do the Muslims fast but Christians do not? I've got to tell you, Muslims put us to shame with their fasting and their prayer. And if there's anything in their religion we might should emulate, it is their fasting and their prayer. That's a charge to the churches of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why do the disciples of Jesus Christ not fast? Jesus said we should. He says, and Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. Now understand what he's talking about. He's talking about himself. As long as I'm with you, I'm the bridegroom, you're the bride. As long as I'm with you, there's no reason to fast. You can only celebrate. But when I'm gone, he said the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them and then they will fast in that day. The verses of Scripture that I had to think about who read. Jacob read the Scripture this morning. And he said, when you fast, it does not say if you fast. Rodney, that means he presumes that we're going to. He expects us to not only pray, but to fast and to pray. When, not if. Do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Now, i got to tell you, Aaron, we're going to have to talk about some of these videos that you show because you hit me right between the eyes with that. Because every time somebody had a cup of coffee while I was fasting from coffee, Grant, I'll be honest, I gave them a dirty look. <laughs> I groaned and I complained. People had cherry zero in my presence. And I groaned over my water that I had to drink. I confess, I screwed up my face. And I was not supposed to. The idea, I have tried fasting, Mike, and not tell anybody, but it never works. Because they always wonder, what are you doing? Why aren't you? And so I end up telling them. And I guess I've taken that as a challenge to use my fasting to challenge others. But God forgive me if I've used it to draw attention to myself and try to look spiritual because of it. When you fast, not if, when you fast, 
Do not be a hypocrite. Don't put on airs. Don't act super spiritual so that you can be seen by others. Because when you are, that's your reward. And there's not any other reward. And again, but when you fast. See it? Second time. When you fast. Are you convinced yet? When you fast. Anoint your head. That means fix your hair. Don't look disheveled. Fix your hair. Wash your face. Don't put on like so that people can see you. Your Father sees you. Your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Deprive yourself. What is fasting really all about? Since we've seldom heard a sermon. By the way, I had not heard a sermon until this past year. And the church where my kids go in Huntsville, Alabama, the pastor preached a sermon and I listened to it on fasting. That was months ago. That's the only sermon I've ever heard all my life on fasting. But Jesus makes it important. So what's it, what's it really all about? Well, it's about sanctification. Fasting, depriving yourself, is about sanctification. That means becoming more holy. The Bible says, 1 Peter 1.16 says in other places, you must be holy because I, Jehovah, am holy. It's about being holy. Now, that holiness is, is not acting a certain way. It's not a set of clothes you wear. It's not do's and don'ts. But it is purification. Sanctification involves purification. In 1 John 3, verses 2 and 3, Beloved, you are God's children now. Let me stop here and say something. You're not God's child because He created you. You're only God's child if He saved you. You become a child of God by trusting in His name and calling on Him. You become a child of God not by birth, but by new birth. By being born again. I said in, from this, I started saying this pulpit, from this stage, um, I, I said a couple of weeks ago, and I'll say to you again, and you kids look up from your pads and your coloring just for a moment. I need you to understand, God does not have any grandchildren. You are not saved because your parents are saved. You are saved, if you are, because you yourself have come to faith in Jesus Christ. You've recognized that you're lost without Him and that you need Him in your life. You repent of your sins. You ask for forgiveness. God, forgive me. And you believe in Jesus Christ that He is the Son of God. And you believe that He will save you. And you ask Him, Lord, save me. Forgive me of my sin, but save me. At that moment, you are born again by the Spirit of God. And you become a child of God. And listen to me, you adults. It's not something that you hope for. I hope I live good enough 
that I can be a child of God and I can make it to heaven. You will never make it. You'll never make it. If you are not a child of God now because of your faith in Christ, you need to trust God and you need to be saved. Beloved, now are we the children of God. And what we will be has not yet appeared. We can't figure out exactly what we're going to look like, but Lord, when, when the Lord appears, we will be like Him because we will see Him as He is. I love that. Listen to this. And everyone who thus hopes in Him purifies himself as He is pure. Fasting is about sanctification. It may be that the things we are depriving ourselves of are not evil, but they may be more important to us than God. The cell phone, Facebook, our car, our food, our job, our anything that is more important to you than God has become an idol and God wants it ripped out of your life. And fasting is about sanctification and doing away with idols in our life. I'm glad I've got notes because my monitors just disappeared. You are aware of that, right? Okay, working on it. It's also about separation. That is, being separated to God. Separating ourselves from the world and separating ourselves to God. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 says, Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with unbelievers? And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among unbelievers and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things and I will welcome you and I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Listen, fasting is not necessarily about food. It may be. It may be that food, especially if you're addicted to food, it may be that food is your idol. That may be the most difficult thing for you to do without. But you might also consider fasting from social media. Oh, listen, I would raise up and call you blessed for some of you if you would fast from social media. You need a filter. Either that or, or you, need to, you need amputation. I don't mean your hands or your feet. I mean your computer or at least your Facebook page. Self-control. Separation. Shut out the noise. Listen, we live in a noisy world. Some of you need to tune out to CNN.
See if this one gets an amen. Some of you need to turn off Fox News. Some of you just need to turn off the TV altogether because there is so much noise and so much clatter you can't hear from God. God couldn't get your attention with six sticks of dynamite because of all the noise you're allowing into your life. And fasting is about separation. Lord, I want to shut out the noise and I want to hear from you. Sanctification is also sacrifice. Deprive yourself. Torture your body. Sacrifice. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 5. Paul had the right view of this. He said, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. We're not asking you to die, and if you fast properly, you won't die. 50-day fast. Now, that was a joke. I mean, really? 50 days without food? He says, if I survive. By the way, there are miraculous fasts in the Bible. Moses fasted for 40 days. He did not, Benjamin, not only did he not eat, he didn't drink water for 40 days. Turned around and immediately went back up on the mountain and fasted again for another 40 days. Did not eat food, did not drink water. Don't try that. You won't live. That is a miraculous fast. I don't think God expects us to kill ourselves. He wants us to live, but Gail, He wants us to live for Him. Right? He, he wants us purified. He wants us sanctified. He wants us to be a living sacrifice. There are things in our lives that are not good for our spirituality. And sometimes we need to get rid of things for a while, even that are not harmful and are gray areas, things that are not necessarily good or bad. They just are, but we've made too much of them. And we, He wants us to sacrifice them. That is a holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Fasting ought to be worship. And fasting ought to lead you to worship God. What shall I fast from? Because it's not necessarily just about food. And I would say deprive yourself of something that is really important to you. Now, I, I, I was talking with a group of young men at Leeds Summit, and I said something about, I even fasted from Pinterest. That's like saying, I fasted from beets. I, I fasted from broccoli sprouts. Is that a sacrifice? I mean, really? No, I'll be I like broccoli sprouts and I like beets, but you got the point. Pick something that's really important to you and show God that He means more. Deprive yourself. Sanctification equals service. Fasting, depriving yourself equals service. I read Romans chapter 12, Beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable 
service. It should lead to serving God. Listen, fasting is not, oh, and do not be conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renew of your mind. I like this, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You see, one of the benefits of fasting is that, Corey, you get to hear from God. Maybe he was, uh, uh, Rick Warren, I th no, it, it was Craig Thomas who said, I think he was talking to me the whole time, but I couldn't hear his voice. But when I fasted, I heard from God. You want to know the will of God for your life? Shut out the noise. Take away the idols. God's voice is there and He is speaking if you can just hear from Him. Fasting may help you to find God's will for your life. L-I-F-E, Lynn. It will shut out the noise so that you can hear the voice of God. And I want you to understand this. Fasting is not just for the spiritual elite. It's good for every single follower of Christ. Savannah, he said, why don't the disciples, why don't your disciples fast? That means all of them, right? Not just the elite. And not so that you can appear to be elite. Every follower of Christ ought to at some point practice fasting. Fasting, what's that good for? Depriving yourself. What's that all about? It's about self-control. Paul said, even though I'm allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. I don't want to be controlled by things. Listen, we live in an age of addiction. Whether it's addiction to food, addiction to alcohol, addiction to drugs, addiction to food, addiction to shopping, addiction to chocolate. We live in an age of addiction that is a lack of self-control. And that lack of self-control leads us to slavery. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be a will be very difficult times for people who love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have, get this, no self-control. I need you to understand that when you are addicted, and this is proven, you know, now we can take pictures, Liz, of brain activity, right? I mean, the, the doctor can take you in, they can hook you up, and, and they can not just take pictures of your brain, they can see brain activity. And Charles, they have found that in the addict, whether it's an alcoholic or a porn addict, sex addict, and the, in those addicts, the addiction has destroyed the activity in the frontal lobe of their brain, which is the center of self-control. What that means is you are slowly becoming enslaved because the less you 
practice self-control, the less capability you have of self-control. You're destroying the paths, the neural pathways of your brain, and you are becoming enslaved because of lack of self-control. But Paul has a plan for freedom. He says, I discipline my body. I beat it up. I torture it. And I deprive it. I tell my body, shut up. Leave me alone. And I keep it under control. Lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. You need to get this. He says, fasting. The principle is fasting. That is depriving yourself. Punishes the flesh and builds your self-control. I said that people who are addicts have destroyed that the activity in the frontal lobe of their brain so that they have less ability of self-control. But exerting self-control again, doing right, not doing what you feel like, but making right decisions. Self-control builds again those neural pathways. You can, Michelle, you, you've studied this. You can rewire your brain. By getting it under control. And listen, Satan wants you to be enslaved. And fasting is a way to rebuild the neural pathways. To activate the Spirit of God within you. And so that Satan has no power over us. Listen, that's where God wants you to be. And fasting is a way to get there. Depriving yourself. Fasting is also about spiritual growth. Philippians 3, 8, indeed, I count everything as loss. I could fast from just about everything. I count everything as loss or as optional because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For His sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Him, that I may gain Christ. Listen, fasting is a way to redirect your attention and to focus it on God. Fasting will help you to grow deeper. Fasting will help you to grow closer to God. And fasting will help you to grow stronger in your faith, in your spirit. Fasting is about growing. Fasting is also about seeking God. One of the best passages is an Old Testament passage, a passage about fasting. Joel, by the Spirit of God, said, Yet even now declares the Lord, Return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts, not your garments. Return to the Lord your God. For He is gracious and merciful. Oh, do you need to hear that today? Return to God. You've been away. You've been distant. You've not known His presence and His power in your life. And He's calling you today. He's seeking you. And He wants you to seek Him. And He will be gracious 
and merciful. For he is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart as Israel did when they rebelled. Don't harden your heart. Seek God. He is seeking you. Fasting is about seeking God. If you are fasting as a dietary plan to lose weight, I wish you success, but that's not really fasting. Fasting is depriving yourself so that you can seek closeness to God, seeking to hear His voice. Personally, I fast because I want to quiet the cries of my flesh. And they are loud. My flesh cries loudly. And fasting is about telling my flesh to shut up so that I can hear the voice of God. I want you to know something. I said to you this morning that God loves you. I don't have to wonder about that. Neither do you. He's put it in his book. And he has proven it on the cross. He loves you. And he's calling you. He knows you by name. And he is calling you by name. The question is, how will you answer him? If you've never been saved, He is calling you for salvation. If you're saved and you've never followed the Lord in baptism, I think the Lord finds that very strange. I think it's very strange biblically because in the Bible when people got saved, they immediately got baptized. And that's what He wants for you. And I think if, I think if you're not saved, I, I know He's calling you to be saved, but I also believe that if you're saved and you've not followed the Lord in baptism, He is calling you for that. Do you hear Him? Why have you said no? Why have you said wait? Follow Him. Do what He's calling you to do.